like there was no cars behind us um so i had to look well luckily there was a confidence car going the other way uh back up the course and he, he gave me a wheel um so i finished on like a confidence wheel so i was on my own then like no group so it was just like every now and then there was a rider um and it was like it's, a, it's one way in it so there, it was like yeah you could take a shortcut back to the bus but it's 90k rather than 100k so it was a bit kind of like well I might as well just do do it properly. G'day legends and welcome back to the Pressuring Podcast presented by Zwift episode 83 and today's guest is Joshua Tarling from the Ineos Grenadiers. Now everyone Josh is an absolute beast on a bicycle. He's only 19 years old and he will be dominating the World Tour time trials uh, for years to come. Uh, he entered the World Tour uh, as a Neo Pro this year uh, after last year in Wollongong, no less, uh, winning the Junior World Time Trial title. He skipped the rest of the juniors, he skipped under 23, and he went straight to the World Tour. And boy, did he make an impact. He raced some of the biggest races uh, in his first season, and he even won elite time trials as well, and showed his um, yeah his ability as a 19-year-old. Uh, at the World Championships in Glasgow, he was third. So a third in the elite TT uh, title behind Remco Venepol. And only last week, at the European uh, time trial championships he smashed van art by 52 seconds i believe to take the european time trial jersey um, national champion as well he won that title uh gee he's got he's got a lot of room to grow at 19 mr tarling but as we do here on tpr we want to find out what these riders are like and i tell you what this one really surprised me. Josh is a very quietly spoken young man, um, but he's also got a bit of mischief about him, which I really like. And particularly as we get into the second half uh, of our interview today, the second half of the pod, you start to see that bit of mischievous side and also um, sort of lets his, uh, his, his, I guess, his love for the sport and the style of the sport come through as well. And I think you guys will really enjoy that aspect of the pod. But before we get stuck into this episode, guys, of course, Zwift are the title sponsor of uh, TPR Podcast, and i um, super thankful to have their support going into our third year. Now, October 2nd, so next week, right, the Tour of Utopia, it's on. I mentioned last week it's starting off with new roads. You get double XP, so make sure you register now. You can get on Zwift.com and uh, register for the Tour of Utopia, some new roads, new kit, all the goodies, and double XP, the most important part if you want to unlock um, some new kit, and, uh, or, you know, just get ahead of your mates. Uh, I've got to get back on Zwift, actually, because um, I haven't been on for about a week or so, and I'm lacking in the levelling department. But also, another supporter of the podcast, Bike Racks, our new supporting sponsor, now, it's Bike Racks, R-A-K-Z, all right? So that's how you sort of spell it if you go on their website. Use the code TPR20 and you get 20% off, okay? If you want to organize your bike room or your bike shed or maybe move some of your bikes outside like I did, well, you can get on their website, bikeracks.com, R-A-K-Z, 
and uh, you save 20% using TBR20. Now, if you're unsure about what they actually look like, how they sort of install and that sort of stuff, go to our YouTube channel, TPR YouTube, and you can see the video that I just uploaded last week um, of the install process. And um, it's really easy. And sort of how the bikes look as well uh, in the patio area where I put them. Um, you can kind of think how that would work for you if you're looking for bike storage solution. And finally, Legends, bef you know, I know, I know, I know. Before we get stuck into it, this is a long intro, big shout out to the Patreons. You guys, champions. Um, OG supporters and I'm very thankful to have you guys on there and they get lots of behind the scenes stuff that they share or that I share on there um, so big thanks to you guys now legends this is it okay it's time episode 83 Joshua Tarling from Ineos Grenadiers I hope you enjoy I like this setup the backwards hat Necklace, it's yeah, nice. Yeah. It's looking, always looking fresh, mate. <laughs> Love it, mate. Love it. Thanks for coming on the pod. Very much appreciated. Uh, what's it been like so far? Um, your first year, Neo Pro. Um, has it been what you'd expected? Uh, busy. I didn't ex expect to do some of the bigger races, you know, like. Uh, Paris and Roubaix. Um, but it's been busy, you know. Uh, always kind of training and then racing. Um, but no, it's been super good. Like the teams, teams mint. You get support and yeah, keep giving me these cool races to do. Mm. Yeah, you had a pretty good calendar, right? Eh? You had a like. I was just having another look yeah. today, and like, mate, you did. You were everywhere, like. Yeah, pretty decent. Like when you're um, getting, like having those early conversations with the team, did they sort of tell you or give you an idea of maybe what races you might go to at the start? Uh, I think it was kind of says we'd like around like 40 race days um, early on. And then mm. they gave us like a rough guide, but oh, I was called, called into a load of races super last minute. Um, so like Paris actually was did UAE and then two days at home I think it was. Mm. It was on a ride and uh my coach said like how far from home are you? And I go like a couple hours and he says, Well you're flying in five hours or something. So I was like race at home, try and get to the airport. So I think the calendar changed loads, you know. Mm. What race was that for? Paris. Oh, okay, for Paranese. Okay, nice. Um, when you, like, before you joined the team, and say, like, last year when you knew you were going to go to Ineos, did you have any, like, preconceived ideas of um, about the team at all, like what you might be expecting and what it would be like on the team, and, and was it any different when you joined? Uh, I knew it would be super, super, like, um, like there'd be loads of support, you know, like because they've got the best bikes and and kit and all this stuff are amazing and stuff. So, um, but actually, I I I thought it was gonna be a lot more serious. Like it is, it is super serious. But 
from the outside, there's a massive, like, um, really, really kind of almost like grumpy vibe. But it's really like, obviously, they, they expect like your results and they expect training and stuff. And uh, that's definitely like massive. But um, like on the bus and stuff is really fun and like, It's a lot more friendly and and not chilled out, but like less like almost like grumpy than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Okay, that's 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 good to know. All right, and Yeah. of uh, like who's some of the who's some of the riders on the team that like pump that culture up? Who are the ones that sort of make it feel like that? Oh, you got Plappy, aren't you? Um, <laughs> Plappy and. Uh, Luke's good at that. Luke's fun. yeah. He's really good. Um, who else? Everyone's pretty like just good friends, you know. There's not a lot of like. It's, I haven't been with a like a team to a race yet where I thought, oh, this is a bit kind of the vibe's a bit dead. It's been super like every race you got like, tunes going on and and stuff. So, but definitely Flappy and uh, Flappy and Luke are up there. And Connor's got good, good tunes on the bus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just the UK and Aussies, eh? They just know what's going on when it comes to team culture. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Of all the races this year, um, Josh, which one have you enjoyed the most? Uh, I enjoyed loads of them for different uh, reasons. Um, Hmm. like... Paris-Nice was super, super. That was probably my, my favourite race, um, just because it was like my first kind of bigger race. And it's kind of like, I might be wrong, but I'd say it's like the the hardest one week stage race. Maybe, maybe wrong, but uh, but that was probably super good. And then that group in UAE was really fun. Anyway, it's just a fun race. Yeah. Get to uh, sit on a motorway for five hours, get a tan. And then uh, <laughs> Hotel's pretty good Bosnia, at UAE too, eh? yeah. Hmm. And then, yeah, like, things like classics as well, isn't it? They're, they're just cold, aren't they? But they're a bit scary while you're doing them. Are they? Really? Roubaix looks like you'd be Yeah. packing it big time for your first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I was I was annoyed that day. I crashed in it. Um, took out Luke, but it was <laughs> I remember it was a the good corner. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good posse Mate, and it too. was like, mate, it was like all over GCN, wasn't it? Like, ah, oh, everywhere. And then I get people in in Wales now. They'll come up to me like I was doing a club ten. They come up to me and was like. I still haven't forgiven you for taking out Luke. Like, joking. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> They're joking, Oh. but also, Yeah. yeah. I wanted to know more about Roubaix. Um, first time having a crack, like, okay, yeah, unlucky to have the crash there, but you still finished but out of the time limit. And what was that experience Mm. like, you know, when you, when you know you're going to be out of the time limit, you're so far back behind the race and your bikes, that sort of stuff.
you know, what is it actually like when you're in that sort of zone? It was, uh, it wasn't fun. Like, I was really annoyed, really, because uh, the race was proper good. Mm. Like, I crashed. Um, then I managed to make it back, actually. And then, yeah, I was in, like, the group for a bit. And then punctured. And, uh, like, there was no cars behind us. Um, so I had to... Well, luckily there was a Cofidis car going the other way, uh, back up the course, and he, he gave me a wheel, um, so I finished on like a Cofidis wheel, so I was on my own then, like no group, so it was just like every now and then there was a rider, um, and it was like, so it's one way in it, so there, it was like, yeah, you could take a shortcut back to the bus, but it's 90k rather than 100k, so... It was a bit kind of like, well, I might as well just do do it properly. Um, but it was cool because like all, the, all the crowds were still there and I basically was on my own, so it was quite, quite cool. Yeah, and were the crowd still like cheering you on as you went past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads and loads of photos sent after the race of people that are taking it on my own. And yeah, I just I had unmatching wheels that was annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> what are the photos? Yeah, yeah, like a white Karima on the back. Ah, oh, yuck. Black Shimano on the front. Oh. Yeah, that's what Photoshop's for, mate. Oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Did you have to flag the cofferless car down? Like, do you wave and go on, or do they just see, uh, yeah. see your bike's cooked and they stop? Yeah, because I just kind of stood, uh, stood on the side of the road for, like, 10 minutes. Oh, shit. And saw this car and basically like jumped straight in front of it and was like, "Have a wheel." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, luckily, yeah, luckily right. they gave me one. Did you keep anything from that day? Like any numbers or anything from the from the day? Yeah, I keep uh, I keep all all the numbers and I keep all the uh, like robux from oh, all no. the races. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but actually, I think the Roubaix number might have been ripped. I've got the race book. And the skin the, suit, actually. I kept the, and you got the skin suit, the okay. Yeah, but if the number's ripped, that's still like, that's got to be a character, you know, it's got a story. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was like really ripped, though. I don't think there was a lot to save. Oh, right. Yeah. Just tatters. Might be. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do with the race books? Do you stack them up somewhere or like? Yeah, well, we've just moved out, so we're trying to work out what to do. Um hmm. De like decorating wise, so there's a couple. Like I got a medal for UAE, I think it was. For like we gave everyone a medal, and then got the world's one, mm -hmm. and uh, got a kind of cool lucky monkey thing apparently. Um, for uh, Wallany. Oh yeah. And, uh, a couple of jerseys and stuff. So we're trying to work out where to like. Like hang mm. stuff and we'll get some jerseys framed and stuff put them in the bike room mm. so. what about the um but what about did you get anything from for winning the you would have got something from australia wouldn't not yeah yeah i got what the, were they handing the out like a little koala or something yeah 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 I, I didn't win it teddy i think i won, won the cow at this world but i 
I don't think I got a teddy. Got a watch and a cool jersey. Yeah. But uh, okay. I don't think they gave us a teddy there. That would have been cool, mm. actually. A little koala. Yeah, koala would have been good. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. What are they doing? Bloody Wollongong. Mate, nightmare. Yeah. What did you think of Wollongong? <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. Was that the first nice time you've been to Australia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice place, that. Mm. How good is that watching. Great Ocean Road, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, my mum was watching, there's like whales or something off the coast. She is that a similar? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. But no, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Could have been warmer in the road race, though. I was like, going to Australia, it's going to be a million degrees. And it was like uh -huh. 10 degrees and raining. Oh, mate, you should see where they do the nationals. It's even colder there. In in summertime. Oh, yeah. In oh. summertime. Everyone's heard that story. I've told it when I go over to do the commentating for the nationals. And um, yeah. Jan January in Australia, mate, it's cooking. It's bushfire season. Yeah. And I go over to Ballarat, which is in Victoria, and um, mm. where they host the nationals. I didn't bring a jacket. Like I was going to Adelaide afterwards for TDU, and I was like, no, I'm not going to need a yeah. jacket in January. Get to Ballarat. Mate, it's like 15 degrees in January, oh, <laughs> which is, geez. yeah, it's cold. And, that, that, that is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. Um, hey, well, back to Roubaix. What did you eat after the race? You must have just stuffed your grill up. I'll be, you know. Oh, mate, this is a, this is a depressing story, this. So <laughs> finished Roubaix, and my family was there. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just go with them um, because a lot of people were flying out that night. So mm. we weren't really doing a lot uh, as a team. So... I went with my family back to their like, Airbnb and uh, yeah, like, we, we had a beer and stuff, but mate, they made me pasta. <laughs> and I legit had, like pasta, maybe even like bolognese. Because like, no. Roubaix is like halfway through the classics, isn't it? So I already had like two weeks straight. Yeah, enough. Obviously, yeah. other food as well. Still, there's a lot of pasta mm -hmm. when you're fueling it and uh I was like, right, post Bay, what we're gonna have barbecue or mm. no. Nothing. Pasta. Pasta. Mate, next year you gotta rectify that, eh? Just make sure there's something good oh, waiting. I would have thought like pizza after would be yeah. after Rubay. Pizza's, you know. Pizza's uh, always pizza or burger. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We have we had pizza at the end of Tour of Norway. Mm. That was really good. Finish mm. the stage straight on the bus, smash a pizza. It was mint. Yeah, that sounds fun. Good. Um, yeah. What about? I heard this on. Uh, I think when you were had your little cameo on Luke and G's pod, and you this is before <laughs> it's before worlds, and uh, yeah. you said you're working on something with your um, a few of the um, performance staff. It was called Project White Shorts. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Was that for the track or was that for the Worlds TT? That was for, for uh, Nationals. Uh -huh. On the on the TT. Because um, mm -hmm. I won, when I won the Worlds as a junior, I had, uh, I got this company to make me a, a full white skin suit with like white shorts. And it looked like proper cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, 
And then obviously that like, Wiggins used to wear white shorts, didn't he? Yeah. He has that Natty Tamp jersey. I think it just looks cleaner, you know, like it looks like, really like if you have white shorts with like Natty Tamp's bands around the bottom, it looks proper, just proper in it. So plan was that project white shorts was to try and win win the nationals and then get some white shorts put on the skin suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, you did, didn't you? It was a pretty good, um, hey, good field too. Pretty good field. Um, ah, I just think of that Wiggins photo. You just you brought it up. The Wiggins photo when he had the national kid, all white, mate. Yeah, he just had the style. Yeah, yeah. he had that uh, that bike as well. You know, with the it was like the flag rather than like a stripe. oh, it was like yeah, like his team Wiggins flag, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he had like a Union Jack all over it. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Really good. Have you ever met Brad? Classic guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm friends with his son, Ben. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's coming up too, yeah. Yeah, second in the in the world, isn't he? Mm -hmm. TT. So when you're um when you like planning for a time trial, you know, obviously you would have done it for nationals and then of course that worked out pretty well rolling into worlds, you know, maybe one was a test for the other. Um, like what level of detail are you going for, um, you know, like the preparation? Like do you look at your skin suit and tighten up the skin suit? Are you, is your training getting more refined? Like how much detail do you go into with that? Yeah, the, the skin suit is refined uh, like from the first time you get it. Um but the training is was a bit more specific. We kind of go into a rhythm where we have like a TT effort day, uh, like a, another effort day, but kind of more just longer, and then a like a general day, like a five hours mm. kind of day, and um, and then the the TT efforts day will be based on the power that they. Would like you to do in the in that event. So like now, it's for the world, mm -hmm. uh, for the Euros. So it's they they break it down almost like it. Well, for me, it it works where you kind of go. How long is it roughly going to be? It's thirty three k, so about thirty five minutes maybe maybe. Um, so they go. We'll do three kind of twelve minute blocks like mm. so three 12 minute efforts um at kind of the power that they want you to do in the worlds um which is you get the, a good feel of it um and then they go into loads of detail on the course you know we have like full-on pacing plans mm. with uh loads of like sections of power and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so you know exactly, and then they'll tell you that in the year. Uh, but also, like you basically live on Velovia for a few days mm -hmm. beforehand. So like, for the not for the nationals, but for the worlds, I had to. I sent my coach and the GB guys uh, before I left, almost like what I want them to say in the year. Um, before I'd even seen the course, that was all on Velovia, and then. That's what you can start on then in the recons, and then you can go off that in the recons. Um, 
rather than having to do full on like every corner uh, skis baseball holding the recon you can go just agree with the plan or say no this one's in the skis or this one's in the baseball you go hard away and stuff so there's a lot a lot of detail and a lot of logistics <laughs> Yeah, I imagine you go into crazy detail. When you're telling your your coaches or the DS that's going to be in the car for your TT, what are you giving them like the words you want them to say, like the sort of the command words while you're out there? Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, so for for the for the worlds because it was uh, British cycling in the car um, Mm-hmm. wasn't my coach. Um, yeah, I did tell them roughly what to say, um, just because it's kind of preference in it. So I like them to kind of start start calm in my ear and then ramp it up to kind of shouting at me at the end, um, just so that. They're not shouting at the start, and I'm not getting too panicky at the start. Um, but yeah, like my coach is so he's so on it with all of that stuff. Like to be honest, I wouldn't. I don't even have to look at the fellow viewer or the notes. Hill would have done it all, <coughs> and uh, yeah, he would have done it all for me, basically. Like. And he's he's so on it that in the year you can just completely you could go into that TT blind and you'd still do a good good ride. Um, but I always like to kind of be involved in in the recons especially they follow you in the car, and we just go through corner by corner. The pace and plan he'll do. Um, I won't have a lot of say in that because it's kind of he he almost knows what I can do better than I can. Um, but the cornering. And uh, what what kind of how we ride the course is he'll have a good idea, but it'd be my decision. So when we get to the recon, the follow and we'll do every corner. We'll do them at speed, and I'll go around and I'll say on the radio like, right, this one's base bar, and then there's like a drain on the inside, so don't turn in too early or. And we did that for all all the corners at the worlds and all the corners at the nationals and especially the nationals there was a few really really tight corners and we we could gain I think it was about three seconds in one of the corners because um, it was like a really tight kind of S bend because um, it it's just like three three seconds in it like Mm to gain three three seconds I think is is like six k an hour. In what if you gain three seconds in one k in a straight road, it's six k an hour difference. So, I think -hmm. mm -hmm. it's like like uh, if you were to try and do. That. yeah, it's it's like it kind of reminds me of when you do a descent for the first time, and then. Yeah. you've done it like 10 times, you come back and you're going way fast just because you're confident on how fast you can go, you know, if you're pedaling through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'd rather. Average less in a straight line and then gain in the corners than Mm -hmm. have to do Mm -hmm. more in a straight line, you know. Looks sick too if you can properly send it through a corner. Oh, mate, unreal. Can you, uh, like... Is your power on the road, on the road bike, is that pretty close to what you can do on a TT bike? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's probably probably the same, I think. Uh, Hmm. I never really struggled. I've been 
kind of on the TT bike since I was really young. So, mm. and the, the team's so good at all the bike fits and stuff that it kind of the bike's so nice, it, it handles like a road bike, to be honest. It's, mm. Yeah, it, it feels pretty, pretty normal, obviously. Like, your neck hurts by the end. The world is a long one, and it was like <laughs> neck yeah, was yeah. sore at the end. But uh, other than that, no, it's pretty, pretty equal. Mm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, well, uh, oh yeah, that's right. With your world CT, <laughs> you didn't have your power meter. Was that right? Your computer no. didn't connect to it because it connected to the car. No, the bike. Your spare bike on top of your car. Yeah, yeah. I was. So they how they do it is they go and check the check the race bike for you know like with the UCI uh, limits. Oh and, yeah, and stuff like that. So they took that and the way my start time worked and the time with when they needed to bike check it, I had to warm up on the spare bike. Um. So then I was on the turbo, um, connected to that one, and then on the start line, it said. Turn the Garmin on. I was on the race bike, but it said power was connected because the car was like right next to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then started, and it was just like two lines. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then it was a long straight, and I spent after that straight just going through all my sensors, but I don't name any of the sensors. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm just the, the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but none of them. Were, were the one I don't know why and uh, so I just had to like I had obviously they, they were kind of saying the pacing plan in my ear so I still had the watts I had to do for all the sections do those watts on field but luck I think I don't like training that much like on a general ride I'll just have it on the uh, on the map so I don't have to see the power and also even in some of the TT efforts I'll just put it on the map page so I don't have to look at the power. Mm. Um, I think that kind of worked out because I've got quite a decent feel of it. Um, mm. You get that from the track as well, you know, when they mm-hmm. uh, did Team Pursuit not long before that um, for the Euros and it was, they're shouting at you like, right, you got to do, I can't remember what the splits were, like 13 something second laps. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to feel if it's a tenth slow or a tenth fast. So, yeah, I think I had a decent feel of it. But, uh, yeah, I was panicked for a few K. <laughs> I can't believe you were flicking through the screens in the first game. Oh, mate, just panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sick. So um, is the Olympics on the cards for you next year? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I really want to go. Um mm. But I keep keep trying to do well. I think. Mm. But, uh, will you, will you yeah, aim for track and road? Yeah. Uh, no TT. I think. And yeah, maybe track. We're not sure yet. It's difficult because uh, there's only so many. I think it's four riders for the road race. Mm. So obviously, I would like to do the road, but. Um, there's four riders, they need to make sure that they take the best four. Yeah. So in that case, maybe I could try Madison or something um, mm. on the track, which will be yeah, should be good. Yeah. Are you, are you a big fan of the track? But, you obviously grew up racing a bit, eh? 
Yeah, yeah, it's really good fun. Like, you don't you don't get to go that quick anywhere else other than the descent, you know. Yeah. So, I love I love a points race or a Madison. Mm. I love I love team shoot as well, but I think the for the team shoot they really need to have four dudes that have been doing it for a long time together. Yeah, they're dialed. Yeah, yeah, and wouldn't want to mess that up. So, but the the kind of yeah, love love track is watching it's cool as well, isn't it? Mm. There's just so much going on. Mm. Yeah, especially Madison as well. Madison's such a good good one, like back in uh, like the six days with with Cav and Wigo when they were teaming up, like that was a mint combo. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't in that one. <laughs> Jesus. That's horrible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would you who would you pick as your Madison partner if you could take anyone at the Olympics? Take anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Who are you pick? Like it's got to be someone. Or... Yeah, GB. You can't just take you know. You can't just take Big Kluger or or Milkoff. <laughs> I don't. I've got. I don't know. I think I'll be the weaker link there. So it'll be. Uh, I'll have to be good enough. But uh, who's going? Who's mint and like obviously Wolsey's really good, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Wright, I think. He's he's like the coolest guy in the world. And uh mate, he he's rapid, so mm. I go for Fred Wright. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mate, that that'd be a lethal combination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would be good at that. Um wanted to do that... a six day with Plappy as well. Oh, Imagine, imagine that. That would be Plappy and Kel or, or Quickie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That would be good. Did you guys ever race the junior um, worlds on the track? You race in the same? No, no. Oh, no, because you don't have uh, Yeah, I think he's a couple couple years older than me, so we were never in the same category. Mm. Um, and... Uh, GB didn't do the do the worlds ever when I did it, so we only did the Euros because I think it was I mean Cairo was the first one for mm. the worlds, so mm. we didn't do that. And then the second one was yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that. It was somewhere else as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Of all your um, of all the sponsored kit, right? So all the sponsors that Ineos have and all the equipment and stuff and and the equipment that you get. Outside of the bikes, because yeah. they're obviously elite, what's your favourite bit of kit that you get from the team? Outside of the bike, that's a cool question. Mm. Uh, mm. I go for sun gods. I'm a big... Oh, yeah? I like glasses. Yeah, yeah. I like glasses. Obviously, the helmet's pretty mint as well. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Sun gods. I think glasses are one of one of the things where like it can semi go your style in it because we're all in the same helmet. We're all in the same kit. Obviously people look different, but it's mm-hmm. but glasses you can kinda of have a bit of like you can wear massive ones, you can wear little ones, you can wear different colours. So I'll go so you can have your own style, I'll go with glasses. I like it. I like it. It makes me think of, um, well, yeah, the easiest one is G with his, um, used to wear those stinking jawbones, um, which <laughs> they suck. They, <laughs> they, but I like that G always wore them. 
or yeah, Richie yeah. Port would always wear the radars, and they looked radar, that made yeah. me buy a pair of radars because Richie Port would wear them. Yeah, yeah. classy glasses. MC Walter was in them in the uh, Walter was mm. still wearing them, and they look they look cool. Everyone's in them Sutros now, aren't they? But oh yeah, there's yeah. always people, you know that do something slightly different, but they have like their own style. They look mm -hmm. fucking cool. What about um, Ida Schelling? No glasses. Yeah, the guy from Bora. <laughs> he just doesn't wear them, mate. There's something going on there. Like what? His eyelids must be. Head to not put glasses on. Ah, oh, he must have the thickest skin on his eyes. Mate, does he know it's Spain? Like it's like the sunniest <laughs> place in the world, and he's just like spend the whole day squinting. You got like, there's class as well to it, you know. Mm -hmm. Wearing glasses, you have you have to be classy with them. You have mirrored lenses or dark lenses, even if it's mm. dark. Mm. And then on a climb, if it's hot, you have to put them on your on the Oh helmet. yeah. Oh and yeah. Mm -hmm. I think actually for climbing, I think you should do that anyway. It just looks cooler. I agree. But, I agree. Little unzip of the jersey, bit of sweat, yeah, yeah. you're looking unzip. good there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you kind of if you unzip though, you have to make sure. Your radio is not out, you know, like oh, yuck, Kenny, yeah. Kenny Ellison had his radio <laughs> kind of flapping. You have to, yeah, you have to tuck that in, but then it's classy, mm -hmm. yeah. You can't have the yeah. the taped, you know, the the line on, you got to rip the whole thing out, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that photo of uh, of of Egan when he won the Giro and he had those, he had the Kados with the clear yeah. pink lenses they that was one of the best that yeah, was a mint cool. mint photo that looked cool in the wet yeah he was he was classy that day because he took his uh rain jacket off didn't he winning pink oh and he, he folded it up when he came across the line yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he like because he was gaining time on gc when he but he took time to kind of take his jacket off and winning pink and i thought that mm -hmm. was that was classy that mm. um because he was it's, Writing it how many times can people win in pink jersey? So, mm, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Have you been watching yeah. the Volta? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I missed yesterday's, but uh, yeah. yeah, I knew Taylor Remco was classy when he when he uh, that just was classy. One day. Yeah, and then that would have been hard for him. The, yeah, I said though that that night was if you were going to be in a break the whole. The whole Walter, that was the break to be in because he's 100% being in it that next mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. If he wasn't sick or anything. Mm. And then he won. So it's like, that was classy. Yeah, that really was. That was a good... And in the Belgian national champs kit too. Just, it looks good. Yeah, that looks and, good. That jersey. Yeah. It, it feels like he grows up every time he races. Like he just... He's still like young, like you. And I kind of feel bad for him sometimes because, fuck, he must have... The pressure from his home nation is oh, so much, you know. Like if he loses, yeah. if he, or if he doesn't win, it's almost a loss. Everything, everywhere he goes. Yeah, 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 definitely. But rarely loses, doesn't he? Jesus. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, what about this? Your younger brother, Finlay. He's all right on a bicycle. How old is he? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Nearly seventeen. 
Is he tall as uh, well like you? Because you're 194. Yeah, he's uh, what is he? Six foot one, maybe. Okay. Is that one? All right. Yeah, he's, he's tall. Yeah. He's Six a one for sixteen. like a Yeah, it's pretty cool. yeah, like a worse version of me, mate. That's what it is. You know, I only see I see all the stuff about your brother, you know, doing the club tans and that sort of stuff because your dad shares them on Twitter all the time. Your dad's just Yeah. Yeah. he's the feed, mate. He feeds it. I love it. Yeah. He is an influencer. Yeah, Yeah. he is. He is. He's the tarling influencer. Mate, he needs a. Uh, I keep saying he needs like his own, like Cycling Weekly or his own, you know, like magazine ruler. He'd be good at it. He'd be really good. He would. He needs a He podcast, would be. actually. That'd be good. Let's He get needs a it. podcast. Yeah, between Yeah. him and um, uh, the haters, I reckon that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yeah. a that's just a podcast there, isn't it? Like them Mm. two. Mm. Catching up with the catching up with the tarlings, <laughs> keeping up with the haters. Yeah. Keeping up with the haters, yeah. Mate, you could do a proper series on that. That'd be cool, that. Yeah, it would be though. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. On on paper it'd be good, but reality it's like training and scrounging. Yeah, it's not. That's it. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. Um. Okay, I ask this question of of all my guests. I do these days, right? So, Okay. which would you rather, right? Or which of these would you rather be? Would you rather be Okay. a flat earther, a COVID denier, or an anti-moon landing person? Oh, mate, I really like space. It's like one of my weird things. Like, I was watching, uh, what was it? You know, Joe Rogan's podcast with uh, Oh, Neil deGrasse. Neil, Neil deGrasse Yeah, Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Mate, he is a cool guy. He knows I always the stuff, like space. eh? Yeah. I really like space. So I'm, I might have to say uh, the COVID one. Yeah, COVID Wow. denier. COVID, COVID denier. First one, actually. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, really? Yeah, first one. Like, Most space, people... space is cool when it's massive. It's like, It you is know those cool. videos where they like zoom up and they show you how like, small you are, mate? They're cool. I always think that. I think that when I'm on an aeroplane, I'm like, we're just ants down here. Like, not even ants. Mate. Mate, it's crazy. So you would like, you would like, um, uh, what's that movie? You know, um, you know the one. This, it's a movie about space with Matthew McConaughey. Um, Is that Martian? oh, Martian's Is that Martian? good. Not Martian, though. Martian's Martian's good. good. Yeah, Martian's Yeah, good. yeah. Um, God, what's it Gravity, called? You know, that's another one, isn't it? gravity's good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a bit. That was a bit crazy for me, though. Didn't know what was going on. Did you watch? What about that one? It was. I think it was. It was about you know these scientists were up you know hovering in the air and they found like a bacteria, and it it grows and it like it becomes really smart and ends up attacking them. It's pretty scary, actually. I Mate, reckon you'd like that it. sounds cool. Ah, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. But anyway, Yeah. space is crazy. Yeah. Mm. Space is cool.
Space is cool. Okay, last question. Next year, one race. If you could just one race, not to win, but what's one race that you really want to partake in? One race I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strada. Oh, good pick. Yeah. I good don't think pick. There's a, there's a classier race than that. Obviously, I've probably have bigger races like Roubaix to win. Strada is always classy. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's never been an unclassy winner of that. Mm-hmm. Especially with that finish. Yeah. Mm. Covered in gravel. I hope it, yeah, it has to be sunny, sunny Strada rather than a rainy Strada. Oh, like when, more classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the dust. You like the white dust. The dust. And the, yeah. You know, if you win three, you get a sector name after you. Yeah. Three Stradas yeah. or. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Has anyone done that? I yeah. think no, Cancellara. Yeah, uh, I, I reckon Fabian has. Yeah, pick which section? Uh, I don't know. I just remember seeing it. They give you the little sign and everything. Hang on. I've got the keyboard here. Yeah, yeah. Fabian Cancellara. He won like the first. Here we go. Pro cycling stats. He's 42. Wow. God, he won three rubays. That's right. Holy shit. Yeah, ask, ask um, Quato. He'll know because he's on two. Yeah. 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 He'll he's, know. He's He'll... a classy dude. Yeah. He's Mr. Weatherman, isn't he? Mate. He's... I heard he knows. he's got all the apps. He... Mate, he loves his tech and like coding and he uh, made everyone... He's just really on it, you know. Like, I've never seen someone so on it with just like everything. He has like his way. So like he made everyone. Uh, he was soldering radios with the uh, Apple earphone. Oh, true. It was comfier. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he has like apps where he can like run his house off the app, and then he has like, apps like every weather app, no man, and he'll redo like pre-race rides on a different route because he knows the area like mate he's so on it he's like he's a classy guy oh sick sounds like a ripper to have on the team yeah all right josh thanks for coming on mate sharing you sharing your stuff appreciate it legend you know australia australia appreciates you mate (laughs) and hopefully uh, hopefully i can come next year yeah tdu Oh, mate. Yeah. All right, legends. That's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. If you're still listening now, right, who do we have next week where we're sticking with the UK prodigies? In fact, This is probably my favourite female cyclist who is under the age of 21 and is Zoe Backstead. She's coming on the TPR pod and she's going to be next Wednesday's episode. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. Make sure you share this episode with your mates, anyone who think who might enjoy it, any time trialists who want to hear from one of the best. And I'll see you on the next episode.